0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Open Us. This is the podcast about openness to new experiences. As always I'm Professor T and with me this afternoon is my co-host Toomey. How are you doing today Toomey?
1: Dr Toomey please Professor T.
0: Excuse me I'm very sorry for forgetting that Jesus I don't know what I was playing at there. You would swear this is our second time recording the intro and then I'm just a bit shaky.
1: You would you would swear that I forgot to press record and you had to do the whole thing again.
0: You'd swear that all right.
1: Yes, uh, but it is now 12.49 on an unspecified date. Yes, let's not be
0: specific about the date. Um, Okay, so let's have a quick chat though. What did we do last week? Well, last week we listened to my top 10 played Spotify tracks of 2019 up until the 12th of December. And you, you gave me your opinions on my preferred music and you listened to them all and reviewed them and we had a lively back and forth discussion about uh, the topics, uh, the, the the genres involved, uh, some of the themes of the songs and I think just heavy metal in general um, and I think we had quite a good chat there last week about that.
1: Yeah and uh, so I, I'm not interested in heavy metal in general at all and uh, so it was really interesting to actually listen to for a good hour to your songs and then go back and listen to it a few other times and take some notes on it. And what I found is that I was closed-minded at the start and that I'd written off a lot of your songs as questy, being on a war, being in some sort of battle. Um, and as I talked to you about it and as I listened to the songs, I kind of um, got a, a bit more respect for them because they were about like specific battles and specific quests. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well and and there's nothing wrong with quests you know nothing wrong with a quest sure i go for a quest every day i go into work yeah the quest not to punch people in the face
0: (laughs) fighting the wolf in your heart
1: yes and not wanting to go down on people like Mary Anna cross
0: (laughs) exactly and it's tempting
1: (laughs) yes references there to virgo trainers oh name but in there press it. you don't mind if you
0: say my name it's grand it's not a secret
1: your top 10 songs from 2019 but as we established up until december the 12th
0: yes of course and those ones after the 12th of december well i completely shifted and i was listening mainly to opera but of course those aren't captured by spotify with their current system so those will never be revealed alas okay after that nonsense <laughs> uh after that dribble <laughs> let's let's proceed to do the reverse of what we did last week uh, We're going to listen to clips of your top 10 listened to tracks on Spotify up to the 12th of December 2019 uh, And we are going to have a conversation about those And just as a lead in um, So you weren't particularly interested in heavy metal And I can't ever say that I was a fan of ambient songs that don't contain any lyrics <laughs> <laughs> But... Well, lo and behold that's what was on your playlist um couple I recognized most i didn't, and I have to say, I was gagging for an L vocal here and there but um <laughs> they're, they're, they were they were few and far between um but I don't want to say too much right now because I think it would impinge upon some of the points I have to make in uh on specific tracks so if you don't mind i think i'd like to just start straight away
1: okay all right and i'm going to start us off with the first track on my top 10 the number one choice which is a song called albatross by Philippe Woodmark.
0: lovely song there to start off the playlist i'm a big fan of that song and i knew it in advance obviously you can tell by my reaction um yeah i'd say i'd say everybody knows that song i don't know how you could uh, live till i don't know 30 years old and avoid that song because it's everywhere you most likely are, i'd say would be most likely to hear it maybe in an ad or a film or something but um it's a really nice ambient song no lyrics there but a uh, lovely guitar playing very calm, very relaxing, um, back from the early days of Fleetwood Mac, before they became a kind of a pop band in the 70s, that was back in the late 60s when Peter Green was still in the band and writing songs, and they wrote all cor- sorts of different songs back then um, that are vastly different to what they came out with later, which is all very good music as well, but just um, a very, very different kind of writing took place back then in the early days of Fleetwood Mac. But, uh, yeah, it, it kind of reminds me of, um, do you know um, those old songs by The Shadows? Yeah, they were like a guitar-based band back in the early sixties, and they did instrumental songs as well. I think they have one called Apache. You probably know it. That that would be a bit more upbeat than Albatross, but I kind of categorised those songs together in my head. But yeah, lovely, lovely start there for your top ten.
1: Yeah, and I I had heard about this only about three or four years ago. I was in a, a lecture in um my research area, <laughs> and the the lecturer uh as as the before the class was going to start he played uh fleetwood albatross and i noticed he had it on youtube and he had it on an hour long uh repeat um so yeah i was just thought it was interesting that the song uh people would listen to it an hour on repeat but i i after listening to it a few times i i could understand why because i i find it really relaxing and it always relaxes me even if i'm working i put it on in the background um it it always just calms me down. And yeah. it's just very soothing, I think.
0: And the the two words I have written after the name of the song are calm and relaxing. That's those are the exact two words I have written here. But uh, yeah, it's it's a lovely track. Um it's something I don't think I'd ever get bored of. I don't I haven't tried listening to it for an hour now on a loop, but I could actually I could picture that or I can I could imagine that would actually still be quite enjoyable to just keep yeah. listening to it like that. Because uh, it doesn't have a real beginning or a real end. It can just kinda of go on and on.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, well, I go to track number two?
0: Track number two, yes. Should, I don't know if you should be introducing your own tracks, should you? Because you introduced mine last week, so should I, okay. I be introducing
1: You, you them introduce back them, back? yeah. It's well, just, I, I have the list of the names up here, it's so just a,
0: I know you're going to be and play. I'm pressing play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So this track is called It Was a Very... Because I actually have some comments on the names of the songs and stuff. So Cool. I, um, yeah, so this one is called It Was a Very Good Night, and it's by Maxence Siren, or Siren, I'm not sure. But um, yeah, go ahead. Stuff Um, this was a second instrumental track uh, on your playlist. So I'm trying to revisit the, the time I first listened to these, which was before Christmas, I think. And I kind of had the phone at my desk or in my pocket or whatever. And anytime a new song started, I take it out and have a glance at it. So I had a glance, I was like, Oh, instrumental, all right, grand. And then, yeah, it was piano, piano based, instrumental. Um for me, th- this type of music is pleasant, but. I I think maybe quite similarly for you with my music, I can't picture a time when I might actually put this on. Like, uh, while it's not offensive or bad, it's actually even good. I don't think I would ever listen to it myself. I don't think I'd ever go and seek it out and put it on. So I'm interested to know, how did you get into this type of music, like um instrumental background piano music?
1: Yeah, and we should, this is a good opportunity for me to uh, reveal that the t- most of the top 10 of my songs are background music. And that is because I I work a lot um, with background music on. So then, therefore, my top 10 uh, Spotify playlist, a lot of it is background music. Um, so what I do with background music, when I'm listening to it, is I... Um, I used it basically the Spotify format where you kind of, you listen to one song and then it recommends songs like that. And then it kind of branches out from that. Um, so that's in general, the theme running through my top 10, which I, t- I suppose itself is an interesting point for discussion, but I just want to say about this song. I just want to say about this song before maybe we get onto that, that I love the, the piano in the song. I played piano when I was younger. Uh, um, so I just, I just really like it. I think it's really, there's a lot of emotion for me in this song even though it's just solely piano and the way the keys are played and the tempo of it and yeah i really like
0: it I do like the piano riff at the start, but one, one thing I have written here and i' I'm, I'm not trying to'm trying not to be negative as well but one thing I have written about the song is didn't leave first gear <laughs> that's I, I know about the song. So, so I thought it, it promised more than it delivered but then I think that that's not the point of this type of music really so I, I'm kind of waiting for the song to build and go somewhere but it didn't do that but that it wasn't supposed to do that either so it's just it, that's that's how I'm conditioned to listen to music I think more than to do with the quality of the track itself i'm kind of going right when it's going to build up and, and, and when's the next bit coming and but it didn't it didn't come
1: <laughs> yeah and i should just say a lot of this it goes back to that thing of this being background for music music for me while, while i'm doing other things like if i'm out for a jog i'll have more up-tempo music if i want to listen to uh like an artist i'm into eminem for example recently i listened to his lyrics and like listen to it again and again and i like, get into that like kind of deep more deeply but this is kind of like in general, pleasant background music, and I don't know—I don't know if that's uh, a good or a bad thing. That—that's—that's that's sort of what a lot of music has become for me. I think I've lost some of the passion as I've gotten older. Um, I used to be very much into hip hop music, but I've kind of—I've lost the enthusiasm or the will to get into music as as much as I did in the past, and I find it harder to do that. Um, whereas background music, it's just you can put it on. You're not putting any pressure on the song. You're doing other stuff while it's there, and it's actually much easier to build up your um, like a kind of repertoire of of background music. I have, I have hundreds of background music songs that I've yeah, yeah. like curated, curated, it, 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 curated, curated. The next song uh,
0: is by Common, and I know he's one of your favorite rappers, and this is called "Forever Begins." Wow. So as I said, the first time I was listening to these songs, I was like, I had the phone in my pocket or something, or, and I I pulled it out and I saw a comment. I was like, Ah, oh, nice, a piece of lyrics in this. Didn't notice, of course, that it's that's an instrumental song as well. And, uh, I was waiting, t- I, gave it- I gave it eight bars, I was like, ah, the rapping's going to come in now. I, I would have expected him to do a little, yeah, alright, yo, 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 or something like that to start, didn't happen. Uh, then eight bars in, I was like, he's going to start <laughs> rapping now. I was like, oh, maybe we'll get this vocal thing for another eight bars from your one. Uh, so I gave your one eight bars, eight bars of a vocally bit. I was like, it's gonna come in now, and then oh, there's not. Well, the rapping doesn't come in yeah That's interesting. Uh, and then there was this high pitched vocal bit. It was like, ah, oh, maybe they're gonna wait until this is over, and then they start rapping. But uh, no, there was no rapping at all, of course, because
1: it's an instrumental track. <laughs> that is correct, and that's a just a funny image of you waiting and waiting, waiting for Godot. <laughs> well, I pulled it out of my pocket again, and I was
0: like, ah, I didn't notice the first time. It was like. Uh, Forever Begins Instrumental, of course. That was a key piece of information there. Um, So, yeah. So, I I liked it. At the start, I was like, this reminds me of that Tupac song, Changes, and uh, the little piano bit at the start there. Um, Is that the name of the song? Changes? Changes, yeah. Yeah, it reminded me of that. And then I was like, this is a really good beat. I like it. But, um... I kind of looked when I copped on, then it was instrumental. I was like, "All oh, right, seven minutes thirty-six, interesting." Uh, so, <laughs> so I, uh, I I I persevered and I listened to it, and it was enjoyable music. Um, and it's a good beat, and it's something that I imagined I would like if there were lyrics to it. So I went and I sought out the version with lyrics, and I have to say, I did like the version with lyrics better. Um, and even even in that one, there's lots of instrumental passages in it where there's no actual rapping taking place. And then at the end, there's some kind of old man, and he's speaking more than rapping at the end. But uh, yeah, I quite like the song in general. Um, but I could have... I, I wished it was the version with lyrics. <laughs> <That's all.
1: laughs> well, I was familiar with this song, firstly, through the, the full version, with the artist Common uh, rapping over it. I think it's a brilliant song. I think the rapping over it is brilliant. But I also think the music is brilliant as well. Um, so that's why... I again, it goes back to that thing of using background music for chilling out or for work. Um, so I, I went, I sought out the instrumental of the song. I cut, yeah. <laughs> I cut. You sought out the instrumental, and I sought out one with lyrics. Yeah. So I cut out Common's lyrics, even though Common's probably my favourite uh, rapper, and uh, just put on the music on its own because I uh, because I can't concentrate when I'm writing stuff. When I hear lyrics, I can only concentrate if I hear music. So that's the reason for that. And uh interestingly about this song, the producer I
0: yes, I, I did my I did my due diligence here, at Dr. Tilvey. Mean. Well,
1: Professor T, I'll I'll leave it to you to reveal who you well, found. Well
0: Kanye West, of course, produced the track. <laughs> yes, Kanye West yes. And so the nice okay. little drum beat at the start there is from the Paul Simons song Fifty Ways
1: to Leave Your Lover. Oh, I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, sampled. Uh
1: so from did that. This is when I feel Kanye West was at his pomp. Like Kanye West started off as a producer for for rap songs. He started uh, working with Jay Z um, and a few other uh, of his kind of people in the Rockefeller uh, label. He then he went on and, and kind of worked with Common quite a lot and lots of other artists. But that's that's how he started off as a rap producer. And I think some of and his, his own albums are, are very hip hop style. I think that was his best period of music for me when he was actually kind of. Doing what I feel he was good at, but that's just my opinion. I think producing when it, rather produ- than rapping, producing and rapping, but like producing in a in a hip hop style. I thought he the way he samples, the way he like mixes the drums and the the, the melodies. I think it's amazing. I think his more recent music has, has kind of gone off in a different direction, and uh, I'm not really into it. Um, but yeah, that's that's Kanye West at his best, I think.
0: Yeah, there's so much to that beat. Like he sampled various different parts of various different songs, obviously, and put them all together in a cohesive sounding uh, track. And yeah, I was looking up the various different samples and stuff. I kind of find that stuff quite interesting. And then I went and listened to the Paul Simon song. I was like, Jesus Christ, yeah. It's just, it's 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 very... Like, people give hip-hop a lot of shit because of the fact that they use samples, but it's a skill in itself, obviously, to make all of those different moving parts into one cohesive track.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad you you think you could see that. And um, yeah, I think it is a genius in a way the way he's done that the way he's mixed it all together and thinking to come up with the sample and then building from that into a brilliant song I think it's coming. yeah
0: and, and listening to the Paul Simon song afterwards it, I, bizarrely I felt that the it sounded like the Paul Simon song was sampling the drums right, rather than that song because <laughs> I had listened to the instrumental a few times I was like it, it just did it, it seemed out of place in the Paul Simon song I don't know and I'd heard the Paul Simon song loads of times before but anyway yeah, I just thought that was that was funny Um yeah okay so next up we have a song called europe by scott gilmore Yeah, Scott Gilmore in Europe. Uh, I looked up this guy just to see um, if there's anything about him. Nothing much online really, no Wikipedia page or anything, but uh, I saw this um, song had 13,000 views on YouTube. So kind of a not particularly well-known artist, I'm guessing. Uh, same with um, that instrumental track number two uh, from Max Sense, Siren. That was about 12,000 views on YouTube. I just kind of wanted to find out a bit about these people. Um, so, this this, this is what I wrote about this. I'm sorry to say. Uh, I wrote too ambient for my taste. Not bad, but I wouldn't listen to it. Not sh- sure when I would put this song on. I really need lyrics at this point.
1: <laughs> open open. I like the sense of panic. <laughs> it's actually affecting you. You're getting distressed.
0: It, it reminds me of you getting stressed a bit and not having an, any meat <laughs> yeah. the vocals are the meat for me
1: yeah I, could, I, could, I can understand that and again it's a background music and Scott Gilmore I have no idea who he is no idea I, I, he's the only song I've heard of his Spotify recommended it to me and isn't it weird that it's in my top 10 I don't particularly have any emotional attachment to the song and I don't know anything about the artist so that's what I feel like Spotify has done to me.
0: Yeah, and it, it might be a good point right now to just kind of discuss, just for a minute or two, that how Spotify has changed the way we all listen to music. And a lot of those acts on my list, I found out through a combination, I'd say, of Facebook and Spotify, but that's more to do with the pages I follow on, on Facebook and they bring up these things. and then But I use Spotify to go and listen to them. And then when you listen to the song, it suggests more songs for you. And then all of a sudden, you've got a collection of songs and yeah, if, you, if you're not careful, you won't know a fucking thing about any of the people that are coming up unless you go and find out about them. But if you don't bother, you've got all of this music that you kind of listen to. You don't have much of an attachment with it. You don't know if there are lyrics, you don't know them. You don't know what the album color covers look like. It's just such a different way of listening to music than what we both would have grown up with 20 years ago.
1: Yeah, and people from our, our era can like probably remember the first CD they bought. It, like the the emotional attachment. I think of the first CD I bought was Travis, the man who, and I remember getting that CD and bringing it home, and taking out the booklet and reading through the booklet, all the lyrics, looking at the photos in the booklet, wondering who the hell Travis were, listening to it, sixty minutes uh, album from from start to finish, whereas now it's just like. 15 different songs by 15 different artists don't know who they are don't care who they are don't have the don't have the time to find out who they are the time or the inclination Uh, one thing
0: i find though is that uh, there are there are people i will just make a special effort with but it does require effort i have to say and if i if i like a song and i really like it and it stood out from all the rest of them i'll go and i'll find out about that band and then i'll go and get into them but it's much more effort on the part of the listener in 2020 When it's spotify than it used to be when you went out and bought a cd and it was all there for you the artwork the lyrics the songs pictures of the band um so you i find i have to work harder as a listener to get into music now than i used to but then on the flip side of that it's all there and it's all available for me so i don't have to work as hard in other ways because it's less expensive and everything that's ever been recorded in the history of time is at my fingertips (laughs) it's weird like it's strange
1: yeah but there's no pressure to commit to one artist like there's no incentive to do that because you could find one song from the artist and then Spotify has recommended a different artist who has probably a better song so you're not going to go back to the first album and listen to the other nine songs which are not quite as good you might as well listen to nine new artists (laughs) and get the best of what they can offer
0: Well, I I find that difficult, so what I try to do is I incentivize myself, and I go, you said you've no incentive, I go, well, if I listen to and get into this artist, I will be rewarded in the long run, and it usually does happen. Uh, I find if they have a good enough song that really piques my interest, I go and I say, fuck it, I'm just listening to their album now, Uh, I'm going to make an effort, I'm going to disregard all the other fairly plausible suggestions, or like... fairly decent looking or sounding bands and i'm just gonna go right i'm giving this band my time fuck the rest of you so it's like when you pick something on netflix you're like that looks good that looks good that looks good that looks good but you'll be there all night if you don't pick something so you just have to fucking do it
1: yes absolutely, absolutely. anyway that's
0: a little a little sidetrack there about music in general in 2020 um so next up on the list we have uh, and this one actually i quite enjoyed. it uh this song is called sagittarius by moonlight and it's by the olympians I myself i'm a sagittarius and i don't really take much heed of him uh, um, horoscopes or anything like that but i don't know i've i always liked being a sagittarius i've no idea why it's just one of those <laughs> just one of those things i'm almost proud to tell people i am this shite that i don't believe it's in.
1: the coolest one though isn't it it is it's
0: a deadly looking one it's like a half man half horse with a bow and arrow <laughs>
1: yeah
0: it is the cool you're a sagittarius as well aren't mm-hmm. you yeah um and uh yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like I have a connection to the, the concept, even though I think it's bollocks. Really
1: <laughs> You're like, when it comes up, Sagittarius, a bit of you is like, yeah, that's yeah, the one. Yeah. That's Deal the one, it. the best one.
0: Yeah. yeah so I kind of, I like the song already before I listen to it because of that. But, it's actually the way it's written. Sagittarius by moonlight. So that's to imply the person is only a Sagittarius sometimes or at night or when it's dark or when it's moonlight or whatever. I just thought that was a really interesting turn of phrase. And um, so they had me at hello with this. But uh, then the artwork on the album as well is actually quite interesting. It's kind of a take on an Olympic flame. And um, obviously they're called the Olympians. So. They seem to be holding an Olympic flame and it was weird, weird kind of colourful but interesting artwork. And then when it starts, I was like, yeah, this is good. Thank fuck. <laughs> after the last one, I was kind of falling a bit. Um, my interest levels were falling after Scott Gilmore, I have to say. Mm. But um, with the lack of vocals, I thought the trumpet, or I'm not sure if it's trumpet or, or saxophone, I'm not sure. But uh, the brass instruments were very welcome in this song. Uh, I think they kind of almost took the place of the vocals, where the vocals would be had the song had vocals. Um. And I really liked it. I thought it was my f- my favorite song so far, other than Albatross. But I I don't think that's fair, because I already knew Albatross. So my favorite new song that I listened to, um, yeah, I just thought it was a, it it got me straight away, and it was a really nice melody, and I quite liked it.
1: Yeah, what what I like as well is the the really satisfyingness of the the brass. It's just it's just really I really like that sound, and it, I find it really uplifting. And this this song always puts me in a good mood. And uh, the Olympians is actually one of those uh, bands that I actually did investigate further and they have a whole album of similar sounding songs that are really they're background music but they are kind of uplifting and there's something going on in there like they have another song called Sirens of Jupiter so they have a whole album with a theme of, of different planets and stuff um, yeah that um, one
0: was coming up when I was, when I was looking them up alright I remember that
1: <coughs> yeah they're really
0: good very good stuff and uh, the artwork I just want to talk quickly briefly about artwork because artwork is another thing that the streaming era has kind of uh, minimized you know the impact of artwork and all that you know even in the cd era you could have an art, you have an album and you'd be looking at it and you take out the booklet but obviously artwork really comes from the vinyl era Um, for you is artwork an important part of the package or do you care about the artwork whatsoever
1: now that you mention that um i wasn't really aware of the the artwork (laughs) i i've just looked at it on my phone and it looks really cool. But like, yeah, art- artwork has gone out the window for me. And I wanted
0: to say uh, another thing is that now when I do discover new acts, uh, a lot of it is on Facebook. And I'm I'm in a very much judging a book by its cover period of my music listening. Uh, so if I see artwork that coming up on my Facebook news feed that's striking, I'll go and listen to the song. But if it's not as striking, I won't. And, he, and that's kind of similar when tr- songs come up on, um, suggested songs come up if, if the artwork isn't that great, i sometimes skip it. And it, it's a very shallow, almost, way of, of listening to and looking at music. But I find you have to be so selective nowadays that you need something. <laughs> you need some <laughs> kind of filter. Like, and, and artwork is kind of one of my filters, I think.
1: And isn't it another, like uh devaluing of music again like that just the image of that flick not that you're doing it but it speaks to for me like an image of somebody flicking through almost like tinder all these yeah. different artworks and saying, oh, i don't like that artwork i will listen to that just there'd been like hundreds and maybe thousands of of artists you could potentially listen to and just not giving a fuck about any of them just like like you're nothing to me kind of thing it's funny like yeah, yeah. it's
0: funny anyway yeah. um Moving on with the playlist, uh, the next song was called Lullaby by Hampshire and Foat. Uh, That was a nice song. Uh, Acoustic. I appreciated the acoustic guitar there um, and the strings in the background. To me it was like soundtrack music. I could see that being in a film or playing over final credits of a film or something like that. Um, Again, instrumental. uh, No vocals. I have written with three exclamation marks. (laughs) (laughs) You're slowly going insane (laughs) at this stage. I I know what's going on at this stage. I'm not expecting any vocals. but I've written a lovely atmosphere, uh, very nice melody, and yeah, like like soundtrack music is, is how I would describe that song.
1: Yeah, I would say that too. It is it is a lullaby is the title, and it's a nice song to listen when you want to, to chill out to. Um, again, I wouldn't have a huge emotional investment in it, surprisingly. Again, it's just in the background while I'm doing other stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, that's fair enough, yeah. Okay, um, will we go on to the next one? I have an interesting uh, trivia point about the next one here. Uh So the next one is called Suspended Motion by Gaussian, or Gaussian Curve, I'm not sure how you pronounce that, but let's go with Gaussian Curve. Relaxed, settling. It's like meditation music. That's what I've written down there. Do you know what this reminds me of? Uh, Do you remember in secondary school where we had to do art from first to third year? Yes. And you would go and you'd sit in the art class. You'd be there for an hour and a half. This reminds me of music that the art teacher would put on. (laughs) (laughs) in the background and he'd be like okay guys now i want you to look at the cup but look at it upside down because don't draw what you know but draw what you see and there'd be this music playing in the background there was
1: a kind of a a belief a widespread belief that also that if you played music in the background classical music it would make people more intelligent It like they work work better and i think there's a there's a belief from a lot of people that it, it sparks creativity
0: yeah um yeah I, I'll, I'll go with that yeah i'd say so um it's not something i would use myself but uh i did actually always feel quite relaxed and enjoy listening to the music in the art class so maybe maybe he was on to something uh just out of interest here a gaussian curve is actually a frequency distribution graph that's
1: used in mathematics were you aware of that i was aware it was a, a mathematics thing but I, d- I didn't know exactly what it was
0: yeah so it's a uh, I, I looked it up and it was like
1: It's a frequency
0: distribution graph that is symmetrical about the zero line of error. I don't really know what that means, about the zero line of error, but it's one that kind of goes up, has a peak, and then goes back down, and it's completely symmetrical. Um, I wonder why they chose that name for their band, anyway. I looked them up as well because I actually quite like that song. As it goes on, you didn't play too much of it there, but it kind of reminded me of Latter-day Pink Floyd. Um, There's a bit of electric synth guitar that comes in later on. um, And it it reminds me of that type of Pink Floyd sound. I looked it up. So they're formed in Amsterdam and the band is comprised of Italian, Scottish and Dutch members. So uh, an international kind of musical influence going on there but uh yeah i thought that was quite a good song i I listened to it all it was 728 but it didn't ever drag and i thought it was uh, quite interesting yeah cool okay glad to hear it i have no idea how to pronounce this next one uh a calf born in winter and it's <laughs> half born in winter there uh, <laughs> this this one didn't do too much for me I have to say um, it I, I did like the guitar and the kind of mild electric guitar was welcome but I don't know it, it just didn't seem to go anywhere and I'd been spoiled maybe by the last couple of songs so the previous song did develop and it did go places and it had had um, you know it, it changed in, in the course of the song but this one I felt was just a bit repetitive backgroundy I'm kind of I'm at my limit here now of background music by this point. I yeah, I'd say um, you were burned out. I actually wrote here, I don't know how much more of this I can take. <laughs> and I don't mean that in a bad way. None of the music has been bad, but it's like, I think, like you said, when you were at song number eight on my playlist, I think you are like sick of heavy metal and all that. And, and, and the same is true for me. Um, to me, some of the songs I find are indistinguishable from one another because of the nature of the music. So i'm I'm not taking them in as much anymore i don't think unless they're vastly different like the last one was quite different but i find a lot of them sound quite in my head now are starting to sound quite similar
1: yeah that's exactly the same uh, experience i had with the heavy metal i think it's just maybe it's because we all have like a, a certain window for newness and creativity and then after a while if it doesn't quite connect with us then we just it's just tiring to yeah to keep concentrate
0: we all have our tolerance levels and then when the tolerance is exceeded you're like oh come on you're like for fuck's sake right so I was absolutely fucking delighted <laughs> at the next song was We Are The Champions by Queen I was I couldn't have been happier and and from Live Aid no less
1: I've taken my bows in my control You brought me fame and fortune And everything that goes with it I thank you all But it's been a bed of roses
0: Uh, yeah, I was delighted to hear that, uh, the Live A version of that. What an unbelievable live vocal from Freddie Mercury there um, from that version. It's incredible, isn't it? Yeah, and, and I like the way he changes it slightly. He changes his vocal inflections on some of the words just to make it a bit different from the studio version. And I, I like when singers do that. I don't like when they do it too much, but there's a bit of it there and it just makes it feel special. And yeah, I, it's just such a great song. It's a, it's a timeless classic. Evergreen, I have written here for that song. Yeah,
1: the clarity of his voice and how he delivers it live with so, so much emotion is just incredible. Uh, I, I think it, that song sometimes is cheapened uh, because like it's it's played at birthday parties and when football teams win the division two leinster senior league b B (laughs) league they they go out and yeah they get in a huddle and then sing that um but if you listen to the lyrics in the verses they're actually really like like i think you can they're really emotive um bad mistakes i've made a few i just look just he's talking about regrets and then in the second verse he talks about how he made it but it's been no bed of roses um, no, no bed of roses, no pleasure cruise, and then he, he like he talks about how much he's lost to get where he is today. So I think that there's actually when I listen to the verse lyrics and more more deeply, um, I just thought there's a huge amount of depth to this song. Yeah,
0: it's a song about overcoming obstacles and then still having the struggle to keep what you have, basically. I think, but then but being successful still on top of all that. Um, but uh, another thing I, I read, I, I just looked it up a bit because I wanted to investigated in a bit more depth myself. Uh, apparently there was a scientific study undertaken in 2011 and um, We Are The Champions was named the catchiest song in the history of popular music. Something about the melody lines in the chorus and uh, how, how appealing they are to the human ear, um, but I, I thought that was interesting. Um, another another point I wanted to make as well, the fact that it was at Live Aid as well, so lots of bands were really, really unhappy with their performances at Live Aid because the whole day was so rushed and so stressful and it was all like people zipping around not knowing who was on where at what time and they're only getting less time than they were supposed to have and all that. So Led Zeppelin famously uh, uh, reunited for Live Aid and they were really, really unhappy with their performance. So did Black Sabbath. Both of these bands had broken up with their, or they have just broken up and uh, they reunited for this show and they were always very unhappy, but that's an excellent performance there like that's unbelievable it's probably the best version of that song i've ever heard so uh the fact that they were able to do it so well in such a stressful climate uh, that all other bands seem to have said it was really stressful is um even uh, yeah better.
1: and if you watch the videos of it on youtube the the charisma of freddie mercury is just unbelievable in, in that performance okay
0: so we're we're at the end here um another recognizable song but not in a recognizable format but i was very happy with the last two of these because uh, it was a bit of respite from the ambient uh, songs that had kind of preceded it um although this itself is an ambient song but it's a bit different so uh, this is blackbird a cover of the beatles song blackbird and it's by brad meldow It starts off as a piano cover and there's nice percussion there in the intro, but then it turns into a complete jazz song. (laughs) Randomly, later on in the song, it just gets really jazzy and kind of experimental and he takes the structure of the song and and plays around with it, which I thought was very interesting um, because I was just expecting kind of just a repetitive piano cover version of Blackbird and then it went off in a completely different direction. So that was, was surprising and uh, welcome um, but yeah Blackbird is obviously a classic song probably everybody knows it
1: and it's the second song on this list where I've been familiar with the original version, version with the lyrics and then sought out a version without the lyrics and then uh, that ended up in my top 10
0: and a nice way to end the experiment so um, that's it that's 10 songs in the bag done, dusted and finished on a good one so overall I have to say I did enjoy the experiment, I did enjoy listening to the songs. Obviously, some of the songs wouldn't be the type of thing I'd listen to, and I don't think I'll revisit some of them, but there are others I probably will revisit, especially the Olympians lads, I like that song a lot, and I might even listen to that Blackbird song again. Um, But yeah, overall it was... What I found out about you is that you have a sneaky, secret taste
1: in music that I didn't know about. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and it's quite extensive. There's hundreds, of, hundreds of these types of songs that I carefully pick out. I like that I want to be listening to in the background. It's uh, when I first got into music, as I mentioned, I was really into hip hop music, but none of my friends, including you, really were. So I never really talked to anyone about that, and that has kind of continued on into the present day, where I kind of a lot of the music I listen to and like, most people won't be aware of. Um, which is a bit weird. I don't deliberately go set out like that. It's just kind of what happens. No, no, I mean, you've got a secret, secret music taste. <laughs> <laughs> Going on in the background. Behind yeah, closed me. doors. That's me. I'm a sneak. You're a snake. Snake in the grass. A part of me is, is slightly embarrassed about this top ten because I feel it's, it's not a representation of the artists that I bond with or who I would say is that's my favourite musician like it I, I i wouldn't pick out uh, sagittarius by moonlight by the olympians and say that's the best song well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and that really inspires me or i can connect with that song where it helped me through a hard time <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah so um it's a bit weird but again i think just to, to broaden it out a bit it just speaks to uh where i am at with music in 2020 like the things I'm connecting with more nowadays is is podcasts and other th- other forms of entertainment.
0: Well, I'm I'm similar. Um, I listen to podcasts more than I listen to music now. My Spotify stats, I think, of 2019 up to the 12th of December, uh, told me that. So, um, but previously I had been listening to podcasts on different um, what would you say? Not formats, different places online that aren't Spotify. Different platforms is the word I was looking for. Sorry. So I, 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 all of them eventually ended up on Spotify but I listen to more podcasts now than I do listen to music. All right. Um. And yeah, probably other forms of entertainment
1: too. I think I'm the same and I think it, it just reminded me of that. Um, The song from last week, the rock, heavy metal musicians who were trying to emulate a song, sound from the 1970s. I don't know if you... Oh, that Haunt. Happened. Yeah. Yeah, Haunt. Um, it just reminds me like music these days has to be the the people who create it have to know how to mix it well how to produce it well how to like have it perfectly sounding how to compete with, like they have to compete with all this other music that's out there so like if you're not technologically in the know it's really hard to, to produce new music i think and that's leading to a certain type of maybe blander kind of people making music people with a bit of resources a bit of money a bit of education behind them like whereas in the 1970s it was probably like people on drugs or people yeah. struggling okay. with things in their life. Gutter snipes. <laughs> <Make her laughs> snipe <the music. laughs> but, like, yeah, it's just like people like even Elton John, like someone like him in the 70s, like he went through a really hard relationship in his family and things like that and with his sexuality. And he went out. And he really struggled, and he was like kind of pushed into music, I suppose, to get that emotion out there. And you—you you didn't have to be a, a brilliant producer or, or do sound engineering or know how to record it properly. But I just—I just feel like there's a huge barrier to entry for new musicians.
0: Well, there is for mass success, but if you look outside of that, you'll find a lot of music that you might like, and you can see in a small venue somewhere.
1: Yeah, I—I think so. I think that's a good point too, because it's what we're being exposed to is the pick of mass success so that so we're not being exposed to those artists anymore those those artists are are underground they're more underground than ever before that's
0: it and you have to go and look for them and find them and you have to make an effort as i was saying earlier yourself but when you do they are there i have found in my experience but you need to kick yourself up the arse which is physically impossible
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i've i've heard a few people say similar things to that as well and i just maybe it's because i'm a bit older now that I'm not really that arse to do that. If you're like not, if you're if you're not arse
0: kicking yourself up the arse, then I don't know what to say to you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> maybe if I was 18 and I wanted to go out and find... Maybe if you had two arses and four feet. If I was 18 and I had two arses, I'd have the motivation of youth and I'd have the extra arse. I'd have an arse around the front. That would be easier.
0: <laughs> front of your arse. You can watch it, it.
1: on a Japanese train. <laughs> yeah. Call back for our, uh, 27 listeners. Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah.
0: But I think that's, uh, that's that's kind of the end of this episode um, so just very quickly before we go on to next week's episode we did a little experiment and it's still ongoing on social media uh, to do with sauces. and Of course, we're talking about table sauces. What else would we be talking about? Um, so, condiments, things you have in your press, things you put on food. Uh, so, next week we are going to talk about sauces.
1: Yes, we're talking about your ketchups, your mayonnaises, your other less popular sauces that can't come into my head quick enough to complete that sentence. All kinds of different sauces. Do you keep them in the table? Do you, no, do you keep them in the cupboard? Keep them in the table. In the table. Do you keep them in the fridge? Who knows?
0: Yeah, so this is a kind of a trivial topic, but it's, we're taking a light-hearted approach to the idea of sauces, cooking with sauces, using table sauces, and uh, and a bit of a social experiment, social media experiment that we're conducting online as well. And all will be revealed, obviously, next week about why we're doing this.
1: And just to say, the, the whole thing is, if you want to join in, it's to try a new sauce. So if you want to try a, a table sauce, that that would be brilliant. If you feel a bit a little bit, you want to be a bit different, you could try a new cooking sauce. Uh, or you could try both but this is an accessible task that anyone could do in their weekly shop when you're out there go and get a new sauce <laughs>
0: yeah and listen to the social media links at the end of the episode if you'd like to participate in any way because we're trying something out on social media and we'll reveal our reasons behind this next week and uh, we hope you can join us then i've been professor t he's been dr toomey any final words
1: stay out of
0: If you'd like to contact us on social media ahead of next week's task, search for us on Twitter, it's at OpenUspodcast. On Facebook it's also Open us Podcast. On Instagram, it's OpenUsPodcast and via email it's openuspodcast at gmail.com.
1: Go and get a new sauce. Go and get a new sauce. (laughs) Go and get a new sauce.